Hello and welcome to another edition of Todd Talk, where we take teaching theory and turn it into teaching practice. The enrichment activity I'm going to be talking about today is having board games that teach in your classroom. There are some games that can apply to all, all age levels and can not only provide just one type of game, but several types of games. So for example, you could get a set of, of playing cards, just like this, get a few cards in it. And there are plenty of activities that kids can do with playing cards. Here is a website that you can go to that shows 15 different games that you can use with students at a younger age. And the nice thing is, is if you go in and click on them, they will show you how to play. There are links to videos. They show you the age range and the amount of players. And it's that way for the, all 15 of these suggestions. There are more complex card games that kids could play. So they could play the order they get. They can learn how to play Euchre. Um, and they can learn how to play Bridge. Um, you know, there are all sorts of, of possibilities with card playing games. And, so, and cards are, are relatively inexpensive to buy. So you could have a few sets of them in the, in the classroom. Another rather economical and efficient uh, game that you can have in the classroom is the idea of having dominoes. So domino sets are not terribly expensive and there are several um, purposes that you can have with dominoes. Um, not only can you play a lot of games, but you can actually, you know, have students set them up and do like Rube Goldberg machines or, you know, where they're knocking down dominoes in, in certain um, configurations. So here is a website that shows you games that you can play using domino sets. Uh, these ones are specifically designed for young children. Um, but similarly to the other one, you just click on it and it takes you to it and it shows you how to play. And it even gives you a PDF that you can print off so that you have, um, you could print those off and have those in, in the sets of dominoes. Um, and then, so there are several, several that you could choose from there. I'm gonna show you some examples of basic board games that you can have in your classroom. This would be designed for younger students. This would be elementary students. One of those would be Jenga. And Jenga is fairly simple. You have this tower that looks like this. And the goal is for people to remove pieces of the tower like that. Or you can remove like a middle piece like this. And different players are taking a turn. And the goal is to try not to knock over the tower as you take out the pieces. And then you have to put the pieces back at the top, and so it makes it more challenging. And so this, this just teaches basic strategy for students. So and it's relatively easy to play and relatively easy to learn, and so that's one that you could have in your classroom. A second one that you could have in your classroom is what is known as color brain. This is the Disney version. They have um, other versions that not, aren't Disney, but everyday objects. And so, but the way this works is you, people draw a card like this, which says Mike, Mike Wazowski's backpack. Um, and it says that it's one color. So people would have to, or have the, these sets of color cards and they would have to go through these color cards and they would have to play the card that they think is actually that color. And so if I'm gonna play the blue one here, and I play that blue one, and that would be correct because Mike Wazowski's backpack is blue. And that's how you score points. But this is teaching kids colors and how to look for colors in various objects. Another game that they could play, which I always enjoy, is Uno. Uno is a card game, fairly simple. And the way that Uno works is you have to match colors or numbers. So this is teaching kids their colors or numbers. So let's say a seven has been thrown down. Um, and so 
I could match it by color or by number. So here's a number. And the, the color doesn't match, but the number does. So I can put the seven down and I can put this one down because that matches the color. And so it's a real, teaching you your, your numbers and teaching you your colors with Uno. Uh, the last one I'm going to show for this particular set is the game of perfection. Perfection is a really fun game in that what you do is you press this board down like this, and then you put the timer in. And the goal is to try to place these pieces before the timer runs out. So I have a piece here. I have another fit, so I'm wrong. So I have to search for the other piece, which is right there. And then if it was someone else's turn, they would go. And it, it's a, as you can see, if you don't make it in time, it pops up. So it teaches students their shapes, um, and it forces them to think quickly when they're doing these shapes. So now this can usually only be used for uh, with a couple of people at a time, but it's something that you could have in your, all four of these games are games you can have in your classrooms that kids can pull out and, and relatively simple rules, relatively simple concepts, but they're teaching really important uh, skills for students. Another couple of games that you could have in your elementary classroom that are easy to learn and still teach you skills is one of these would be trouble. And trouble looks like this. And what makes trouble fun is this pop-o-matic bubble, uh, which is patented and you, and it gives you a number and then you move that many, that many spaces, one, two, three, so on and so forth. So you do have to be able to count. You do have to know what color is yours. There is some strategy involved with it. Uh, so for instance, if you if you land at one of these warps, you have to warp to the other side. Um, and uh, it, it's a relatively easy game to learn, for kids to learn. Um, kind of a more advanced version of this, because kind of the same basic concept is the game of Sorry. So Sorry is kind of the, basic, the same basic thing, but instead of your Pop-O-Matic bubble, you are using cards. And so if you draw a card that says move backwards four, then your space is moving backwards four. If you gotta move forward three, then you would move your 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 item three times. Um, so again, it involves counting and involves color, uh, but it's just a little more um, advanced than, has a few more rules than Trouble does, which makes it for probably upper elementary kid, lower middle school kids. So sorry would be a game for that. And then another game that you could certainly use with all ages is the game of Clue. So Clue is a fun game and that it teaches you deductive reasoning. Uh, and so the way that Clue looks is you have this board and people are having to uh, try to figure out who committed a certain murder. So the board looks like this and you go travel around to different rooms, and when you travel around to these rooms, you are making accusations. You are indicating who the killer was. You're indicating the weapon that they used. So, for example, if I used a pistol here in um, the dining room, and then you accuse a person uh, who you think it might be. So, in this case, I'm going to accuse Colonel Mustard. And then what you do is you write on your sheet. Um, if someone shows you that they have that card, you mark it off. And eventually what happens is you will make, a, as people are playing, the person that wins makes a final decision on who they think it was, in what room, and with what weapon, using uh, the process of elimination, deductive reasoning. Um, and so it teaches, and there are uh, 
Clue Junior games that you can use with really younger kids. Although I, I think uh, Clue in general is pretty uh, is pretty easy to learn. I, I would say the only thing that would preclude it from doing with really young kids is there are weapons such as a gun and a rope and a knife. And so that might be sensitive to them. Here are a few games for older kids. I would say middle school kids um, and to junior high kids. So one is frame it. Frame it's kind of a fun. You have two people. This is one side and there's another side. And you mix up these, this color box and what you get is a sequence of colors. And then you have to move your items around to try to match that within this square so that it matches. So I would have to move there, you know, um, and until I've matched uh, what the, the board is. So, so you can see I've got a pink, pink, green, green, green. Oops, I messed up. And I gotta get a blue in here. my green back and again there is a strategy involved in this so there pink pink green blue green green orange 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 and so I, whoever slaps theirs down first is the winner and frame it another game would be connect four this is connect four and so what happens is you uh would Drop your colored token. So that's and I'm trying to connect four in a row either in a in a, a Horizontal line a vertical line or a diagonal. So then the, the black person the black token would go And then red keeps trying so it is trying to go for the diagonal one and then you know uh, What would happen is if black does that and then black has blocked them so they can no longer do that and now black has its own two so red needs to be cautious of that, so it may block right here. And the goal is to try to get four in a row. Um, fairly simple to play, uh, but it does involve a lot of strategy, and you have to look at the whole picture here. Another game that's a lot of fun um, that's fairly simple is Othello. So Othello has two people facing off to one another, and one is the, the black side and one is the white side. And so you, pl you place an item there, and then white would place its here. And if black were to place its here, then because it's between these two, they would all turn black. And then white could do that. And then let's say black does that. And then white does this. And then because it's within this, white becomes, these become white. So what's really interesting about Othello is the game can turn at any time. If, if someone seems to have an overwhelming lead, that can switch really quickly. If someone places a good, a, a well-placed token. Um, so for instance, if these were all, black and I had a, a white here and I placed a white here all of a sudden these all become white and so you know it does involve again some strategy probably more strategy than the, the games I showed you before so it, it, relatively simple to learn but uh, probably for middle school kids um, another game would be Quirkle. Quirkle looks like this so the idea of Quirkle is that you have to either get six of the same shape without the same color in a row or six of the same color without the same shape in a row um, and that means equals a quirkle and quirkle is worth 12 for every everyone you place you get points 
you can see they're trying to they're forming a corkle here, so they're trying to get two more. And you can play with four players. Um, and again, this is I use this I teach this to my elementary students, so it's fairly easy to learn, but it does involve a bit of strategy. So it's getting kids to think, it's enriching them, it's 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 uh, activating their cognitive uh, faculties in order to do that. Um, another game that does that really well for I would say this is definitely for older kids, although I've taught it to elementary kids as well, is known as Blockus. And so Blockus looks like this and how it works is you start with your color in a corner and your your piece has to be touching the corner and then you can only play off your own corner so you could not be flush against your own piece you have to be on the corner of the pieces and so your goal is to try to lay all of your pieces on the board before your opponent lays all their pieces on their board and when you're playing with four people it becomes really difficult to try to get all your pieces in and because what will happen is let's say that this blue one eventually works up to here and it lays here and it blocks these corners so I can no longer play off of those corners um, and so it does involve quite a bit of strategy it's one of those games real simple to learn but um, once you've learned it uh, there's a lot of strategy that goes into it so each time you play it it's, it's a lot of fun because of that strategy so I've shown you some games for uh, elementary kids and I've shown you some for middle school students. Um, I'm gonna show you some games that you can have in your classroom that are maybe for uh, older kids or kids who are maybe in middle school but have high cognitive ability or are really into strategy games and so on and so forth. So this one is called Solitaire Chess and it's real simple. So you pull a card and you can see the card has different pieces on it and then you place those pieces on the board. And you must move them like you would a chess set. And your goal, kind of like um, playing the, the peg game when you go into Cracker Barrel, is to leave only one piece left. Um, and so you have to do that with your moves. So, for example, if I were to uh, take, and you have to move it like chess. So it's teaching you chess moves. So my knight moves in its L shape. It takes that right there. The um, rook takes the knight as moving straight. And then this rook can go again and take this pawn. And I have one piece left, so I've been successful. This is a beginner uh, tile. It has beginner, um, you know, middle and advanced. And so it teaches you how to play chess or how to make moves for chess, but it's not as involved as chess. So students play this individually and they have to figure out how to move pieces in order to get um, so there's one piece remaining. Another game would be Stratego. Stratego looks like this, and when you're playing Stratego, you have a, a two different sides. You can see in this case, we have a blue and a red side, and you're advancing one at a time. And when you come up to somebody, uh, so this is, you notice this is a seven, when I'm coming up to this person, if I challenge them, and they turn over a nine, that I am a lower number, so that means that I get to capture their piece. Um, let's say that this nine is moving up and it tried to capture this piece right here. You can see this is a bomb. So if it tries to capture it, it's a bomb. They both go off the board the bomb goes off. And so you have, you, you fill your, you have your different rank and files. You have generals and lieutenants and sergeants and so on and so forth and, and spies. And you try to, your goal is to try to capture the, there's a flag on the other end of the, the board. Uh, either side of the board and your goal is to try to capture that flag. That's how you win that. So it's a basic version of chess uh, using, you know, very basic moves and different strategy, but it's still the idea of capturing one piece at the end in order to win. So that would be Stratego. Um, another game that's a lot of fun um, and it's pretty complex is Pandemic. 
So this is pandemic. I'm not even going to get the, the pieces out because this is um, a pretty involved game. But the idea of pandemic is that you are looking at trying to stop the spread of a virus um, uh, from because every time you pull a card and it infects the city and it affects all the cities that are next to it. Um, and so you work. The nice thing about this game is this is not pitting you against someone. This is a team game. You can play up to you know four four players. Uh, I think and even more. And you're working as a team to try to solve this. So this isn't just like one winner at the end. You either win as a group or you lose it as a group. So uh, it does involve again a lot of strategy, a lot of um, moving parts. So I would say this is for definitely for high school kids, um, and that it can be uh, quite complex with its rules. Another one that was probably going to be for high school kids is going to be uh, Risk. Risk is a really fun game about global domination. It has this board right here, which you can see is very, very big. It doesn't even fit on the table. Um, and the idea here is that you're placing your troops in different countries. And so you can see, so you, you place your troops all over. And your, your goal is to try to take over different countries. So let's say that this... Uh, orange one was here, and I had two here, and I'm trying to take over this, and then I would claim that for my own. And so it, this is about global domination. Uh, and this is a very complex game. Again, a lot of strategy involved. So I would say this is definitely for high school kids. Uh, the last game I want to show you for high school kids, which is a really fun game that we just discovered a little bit ago, is known as Amaze. And the way that Amazed works is, and this is what's really cool about Amazed, is the board alters from time to time to time. So, in other words, here is one board. But this, if you flip it like this, the board becomes something else. Or if you open it up on this side, it becomes a different board. So each time you play it, the board is different, which is what is kind of cool about it. Um, and then so how you play this game is that you would uh, get on different colors. So there are a red, a blue, and a green. Green being the easiest. So a green card, but I ask a question like this. Some, others, or some months have 30 days and, uh, and some months have 31 days. How many months have 28 days? And so you have a timer, you have the, uh, um, you know, it's, and you have to figure out, you have to get as many as you can get right in a row. If you get three in a row, you move three spaces. If you miss the first one, your turn is done. So in this case, the answer would be they all have 28 days because all months have 28 days. It doesn't say that they end with that. Uh, here's a medium type of question. Uh, this is a riddle as well. When a father is asked about the color of his, um, the hair color of his son, he answered, they are all blonde, but two all have brown hair, but two all, I'm sorry, but two, all have brown hair, but two, and all have black hair, but two. How many sons does this father have? Uh, and so you would have to use logic to try to figure out what the answer would be on that. And then for the really difficult questions, they are typically cryptograms like this. And this is difficult to try to solve a cryptogram that quickly. Um, and so it gives you certain uh, ciphers within the cryptogram, then you have to try to place the rest. So it's a little bit like Wheel of Fortune, um, but you, you know, you would use logic to order to solve that. And this game, Amazed, is really cool because it changes each time you play it. Uh, but it's definitely for older kids. So you can get different games for very specific subject areas. So I like to use these games for English language arts. Boggle being one of these. So Boggle, um, it basically is you are given this 
right here, and you mix it up, and when all the letters settle, then what you have to do is you try to have to try to find uh, words that are in here. So, uh, for instance, I would have S U E is Sue, um, or I could do Sure. Uh, so there are you're trying to find as many words as possible within this configuration. Then once the time is up, people you know get a point for each word they have, and then it gets mixed up again, and then you start it again. So that is ball. Um, another game that's a lot of fun to play is Scategories. So the way Scategories works is you have this multi-sided dice, which has all the letters on it. And you roll that dice. So let's say we have a, a P on this one. So then we have this list. And we have to try to find words that begin with this that represent it. So for example, restaurants. If I said Ponderosa. Uh, that would be, I would get a point for that. Unless someone else puts uh, that same word. So I'm playing with five people and someone else puts Ponderosa. We both cancel each other out. So you want to have original uh, responses. And you can do, you can get double. So if I said, um, you know, Pizza Palace, uh, that would be a double P. So I would get two for that. Um, and then you go through the list and you try to, you know, have, come up with words that all start with P that answer this. Then you do the exact same list, but you roll again. And so this time we have a C, and so now I have to go through and do C's. So, um, and, that, and so that's how that works. So build your vocabulary, and it forces you to come up with um, unique words so that you're not getting repeats. The, the last one that's real easy to, to learn how to play, but is a, and it's a lot of fun, is Scrabble. Uh, so this is what Scrabble looks like in its board. So you have seven letters, and then what you're trying to do is you are trying to uh, form letter or form words and you get points for those words. So let's say I'm the first to go and I'm looking at this uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go with uh, salt I'm going to put that in here and You have to know your vocabulary because otherwise People will try to maybe put words in that don't that don't exist, and so salt would be a, definitely a word, and I would get a point for each one of these plus a double for being on a pink, and so you keep score that way. But let's say instead I tried to put this word. I tried to put the word shant, as though I shan't do that. Well, that's not a word; that's a lingo. Um, and so you have to call people. So you have to know your vocabulary to, to find words and uh, as well as to challenge words that may not exist. Uh, and so it's fairly easy to put three or four sets of Scrabble in your, um, you know, in your room. There are four people, up to four people can play it or you can put them in teams. And so this is building vocabulary. I would say this is good with older kids that, because younger kids tend to come up with three letter words, uh, which are really difficult to play in Scrabble. And older kids, you should come up with longer words. It's this Rummy Cube, which is a, a board game vari variation of Rummy, um, uses numbers in order to, uh, and sequences in order for people to have to score points. So what you try to do is just like in the game of Rummy itself, you are trying to get runs. So we have a five, six, seven of the same color. We have 10, 10, 10 of different colors. And because we have those three, we get points off of those. And so you're trying to, to set that up. And so you do have to know your numbers and your sequencing. I would say this is, again, for younger kids. Um, for middle school kids, a really good game for te that teaches math is Battleship, which you see right here. So Battleship is really good at teaching math because it teaches you coordinate 
plain grids. So in other words, if I said B4, that is using a coordinate plane grid, and if the student says you missed, then I would try to locate B4 and put it in as a miss. And then what I would do is as I, and then they would, they would go on one of mine. So they would, they would say, they would say F2. Um, and then that actually is a hit. So I have to say it's a hit. And then their goal is to try to sink my battleship. So it does involve math and that you have to know your coordinate plane and you have to know how to put that sequence together. And, and you also have to realize the strategy involved with playing a game like this. So this is probably for middle school, junior high kids, and it does teach math uh, in that way. So if you're trying to teach um, art um, and using logic through art, one game that's really good is Pictionary. So the way the Pictionary works is you roll the dice and you land on a certain square like this pink square and the word on the pink is slash. And so you would have to draw on this pad representing the slash. You can't use letters, you can't use numbers or symbols, and you would have to make a drawing that would represent that, and your partner would have to try to guess that correctly. If you get it right, then you get to move on to the next square. So if you're wearing the blue square, that's flat tire. You would have to draw that to represent that, and if your partner can't guess it, your turn is up. So that's Pictionary. Another game that I really enjoy that involves drawing and also logic is what's called Telestrations. So Telestrations, uh, involves, it's kind of like the game of telephone, only it's withdrawing. So let's say I pulled a card and I have to draw a best man. So on my very first, um, I would put the name, I would put the, the term, which is best man, and then I would draw what I thought was a best man. So I might have two people get married and the person beside the groom. So people would guess that. And then I pass it to, and this is a great game for multiple players. So using a lot of players, it's not real fun with two people, but with the groups of people, it's a lot of fun. So then they would, I would flip it and hand it to them and they would have to look up my picture and try to guess what I'm trying to say. And they would put that term. And then they would, they would give that to the next person and they would look at that term, whether it matched or not. And then they would draw it and try to represent that. And so your goal is by the time you get to the very end of your, um, your uh, guessing pad is that people have guessed the correct term all the way through. So it has kept the chain going. But a lot of times it, it doesn't, uh, which is what makes the game so humorous. Um, and it does, you don't have to be a great artist to play this game. You just have to be able to express yourself visually, uh, which is why I like it as a game. Because I am not an artist, but um, I'm fairly decent at this game because I can figure out ways to break down words and represent them with drawings. So there you have it. Several games that you can purchase and place in your room. Uh, you can put them on a shelf or in a closet for student access, and they can use these during indoor recess. They could use these during free time that you have in your class, so they can earn, earn it as a privilege, um, depending on how you want to set it up. But the idea here is that they're going to be playing games and having fun, and at the same time, they're going to be learning and being enriched as a result.